I didn't, your, realize, I didn't realize that's what you wanted to do. It's your episode. All right, let's go. It's my episode. <laughs> well, too bad. We're already recording. <laughs> um, all right. It's we're already on episode two of <laughs> fucking season five. Yeah. I thought you were gonna wow. say we're already on season five. Because we're already on season five. Episode, episode two doesn't sound that impressive, but <laughs> we're yeah. on episode five of season two. I don't know, man. We're all over the place. Um we're back. It's the grandstand. We've got Drive to Survive that came out over the weekend. Yes. Um have you, you we watched it, right? You got every episode done? I finished Drive to Survive season five about twenty minutes ago. Hmm. <laughs> Yeah. So it's fresh. It's fresh. It's fresh. fresh. The There's a lot, a lot of stuff to go through. Uh, um, but yeah, um, as usual, they don't give us enough time to prepare for the season. I feel like I need another week. But but anyway, yeah, anywho. Yeah, I, I feel you on that. I would actually prefer more time in between. I mean, it, it's tough, right? But before we get into it, let's roll the intro and... Uh, so hear that sweet, sweet music from the podium. A question for all of you except Romain Grosjean. To whom it may concern, fuck you. More ladies in the paddock? Yeah, more, more, more paddock access, access to uh, to some women. There's too many dudes. I don't really have a lot to comment on that, except that he was being a pussy. You know, you know what? They never play that song in Drive to Survive. Just, just thought about that. <laughs> oh, do we have a licensing problem on our hands? <laughs> oh, I shouldn't have brought it up. <laughs> no, I'm pretty sure that. Um, oh my god, I just almost choked on my tea. Uh, my tea bag. <laughs> Oh, did you know? <laughs> not, no, not, you know, not that tea bag. Like actual tea, like the the what the I don't know the thing that you you tea, uh, tea leaves it. in a bag. Yeah, no, I don't have. <laughs> fuck. Anyway, um, I almost choked on it. Um, yeah, man, I don't think I feel like that song is Creative Commons because it's the sheet music is kind of like out there in the world, right? It's not. Unless it belongs to like some sort of family estate, we should look we'll look that up for. Uh, yeah, for, we can add. We, we can add also that for to our the, list for the sake of <laughs> making sure we don't get sued by some some German estate. Yeah, <laughs> well, yeah, oh, well, let's man. figure that out. <laughs> yeah, we should, uh, dude. So, new season of Drive to Survive um, comes out a week before the mm-hmm. first race of the season. Uh, usually, I feel like we've got at least. Two weeks. We have, yeah. I feel like, in seasons past, but because the calendar was going to be so packed this year, 
they had to bump up Bahrain a week or, or a week early, and now it's still back to twenty two races. But mm, um, that's right. But I think that was was the reason, um, and also it sucks for the the editor at uh at Net- well not at Netflix but at the um the production company that does box to box box to box yeah i just shout out to the yeah yeah box to box i I wanted to point out that we're we're also on season five of the grandstand they're on season five as well we kind of been following a similar path Uh, you know you know we 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 (laughs) met them at testing a couple times they enjoyed our banner so they remember us they you know they they're yeah i think we're we're linked we're linked and uh it's uh, (laughs) nice to see that it's been five years since the first drive to survive. So that means that F1 is now really fully back to being like a global sport. Um, that's probably the biggest victory of this whole thing here. Dude, I think, I mean, I'll say this. I don't, I don't know your thoughts on this yet. Cause we haven't really, I mean, you literally just got done watching it, but um, I felt like this started out as one of the better seasons of drive to survive. And then, as it became abundantly clear that Max was just going to, no pun intended, drive away with his championship. Um, <laughs> did you like that? Got a little bit um, of uh, Ted Kravitz here. Yeah. Um, I do think I do think that that it, it got a little bit. The storylines got a little bit weird in the end. Yeah. So I. Everything's all very fresh to me as well. Um, and you know what? I will say that I, I was taking notes while I was watching. And when I got to episode, you know, seven, eight, like the back end of it, I, mm-hmm. I just realized that there's there's less stuff that I'm that I was impressed with or that I that I found interesting. It's more of like, all right, let's just get this done kind of. It did kind of feel that yeah. way. I mean, uh, and the other thing, too, is, is just a side note, like <laughs> the sound editor. um this season, I don't know what happened, but he used a crowd, like a fake crowd noise sample multiple times yeah, throughout this-, <laughs> this this season. And it was like, dude, just like go to any race and pull the, the audio from the like any audio you got from the crowd and use that as an overlay for crowd noise and not some generic studio made soundtrack. Yeah, it kind of sounded like the same, <laughs> the the same cheers every time. But no, it was. But, I counted. I counted yeah. actually. <laughs> I counted yeah. at least fifty six times that it was used. Oh wow, pretty observant on the the cheering there. I'll tell you what though he he got he might have gotten lazy on that one. He might have did a little copy paste in the editing mm-hmm. suite, but That's I what feel, I think happened. <laughs> which you know we've all been there uh, and I still do it from time to time. But um, you know he. He also didn't overdo the audio as much as they usually do. Don't get me wrong. They really emphasize the crashes and everything, but I felt like it was more subtle this time. It didn't, it didn't like, you know, piss me off as much as it usually does. No. And, and also um, they used a little bit less of that fake announcer and actually used in-race commentary, which I appreciated. Like there was yeah, more crafty, I felt they mixed it. Yeah, they mix it. It feels like they they use as much crafty as they could get because you know the more like the original, and then they added you know according to their storyline. It's funny because I watched a few other because they produce a few other sports now. I think they did a go- one on golf and one on tennis, and 
obviously I'm a big tennis fan as well. And I noticed the same pattern in, uh, in the tennis breaking point. Uh, and you know what? It, that's how you just, that's how you have to do it. I guess I, it used to be one of my biggest critiques, you know, of, um, of the show, but I got used to it and, you know, you're right. Adding the crafty, uh, crafty, gotta get ready for the new season. <laughs> it does make it seem, you know, more natural. Well, for, I think for the, 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 the fan who's been there for a while, it definitely does. I, 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 I just, you know, if we're talking about the production points of the show, um, I think it was it like, it really did start off better, but, um, you know, ultimately I, you know, I, I give them, I commend them for their, their work. It's a tough thing to do to, to wrap up in December and have 10 episodes of probably one of the most anticipated shows on Netflix mm-hmm. done in three months. I mean, they, they do get the chance to start from the beginning of the season, but ultimately you have to start building your storylines much earlier than that. Yeah. They follow throughout testing as well. I, I heard I was watching the testing on F1 TV for 2023 um, and they were asking Will Buxton, they were giving him shit actually, which, you know, cause Will Buxton, we've all come to grips with the fact that he's the one kind of explaining the obvious to everyone. He's, you know, explaining how F1 works and, you know, cause we do have to explain to the casual fan how it does work you know everyone's had their first race as he said and he he embraces the role of just having to dumb it down and he gets a lot of shit for it but i you know it's that's one of the things that now is just part of the scenery for me there and and he and he was saying they meet about five times a year for these interviews with him at least so it's interesting with the drivers as well they meet at different you know points of the year and you see how it evolves, obviously. And uh, I think that's uh, it's a lot of work. So, yeah, just echoing what you're saying. Props to you guys, box to box. Um, we usually love to, you know, criticize, you know, what we see uh, being from the production world. But I will say, well done. Yeah, it's tough. Um, but I'm, I'm interested, like, for me, it, you said something earlier about how, like, this last season almost felt more dramatic than that in this season of drive to survive made it seem um, at least from a race perspective. I mean, there were moments where, I mean, I was at the edge of my seat for some of the races, honestly. Um, and, and it was mainly the Ferrari versus Red Bull battle, which ultimately, you know, the Friday, I was shocked to see less of Ferrari's struggles in this season. Um, but one of the other things that really came that they really focused on was what was happening in the midfield with Zach Brown and Alpine. Oh yeah. I mean, Zach Brown, like who knew what a, I I mean, dude was, we kind of figured that there was something going on when, when everything was hitting the fan uh, with Oscar Piastri. And I mean, Otmar got fucking played, dude. And Zach Brown, <laughs> Zach Brown, like, I mean, good on him. I don't know how he managed to. He uh, clearly offered offered a uh, Piastri more money, um, and also has you know coming from McLaren, it's a a team with so much history. And um, damn, dude, Otmar, <laughs> you could see he was pissed. He was not happy. Yeah, they they built that up well, uh, and usually those I think those are my favorite episodes, the kind of uh, best of the rest rivalries. So th- this year was Otmar versus 
Zach Alpine versus McLaren. And it was interesting to see the behind the scenes of how they go in and out, you know, through the paddock when you got Zach going in to see Otmar saying, all right, or was it vice versa? I forget. You know, they kept going into each other's um, offices to kind of, you know, work deals out. It's like, okay, you actually did try to, you did fuck me over, but now how do I get a good deal moving forward? You know, so because Otmar wanted to sue him at first, wanted to sue Piastri, but in the end, it looked like Zach also helped the whole, you know, Gasly deal uh, happen for Alpine. Uh, and Otmar ended up not suing them. So it's it's interesting to see how much happens at race weekends as well. Yeah, I mean, it, it, you know, it, I did. It, we were going to kind of go in a different flow, honestly, but, but this kind of makes me want to bring up the, the focus on the silly season to, to this point um, because they also focused on this year's season, on 2023, a lot more than they have in the past, almost mm. in a way where it was like, well, Max is going to win, so we might as well look to next year. Because there was, I mean, the moment Seb retired, announced his retirement was when everything just kind of unraveled. Yeah, and I love how Alonzo, by the way, we, yeah, we'll come back to Alonzo because yeah. I think he's my favorite part of this whole uh, series. But also, yeah, no Seb. I kind of realized in the end, they kind of, they show Seb a bit. They talk about him, but there's no interview of Seb. Uh, and I thought they might, you know, because he would, he could have featured heavily in that, the whole Piastri saga, Alonso going to Aston Martin and whatnot, but he wasn't part of it. No. And, and also, just a side note, like Danny Rick gets a full tribute in the end. Yeah, and kind of, said I, it, it didn't. It was like, what the yeah. fuck, dude? He's dude, a, it all, it's he's a four-time it, world champion. He's retiring, and Danny Rick just didn't get I know. <laughs> it like he didn't even get like a tweet on a black screen like they did for a few others. It it seemed like it seemed like Danny Rick was like it was like a almost like a a rest in peace, Danny Rick. Like they did like three minutes on him in the end, like the best moments we had. It's like you know. <laughs> I mean, he was, he really was like a star of the show in many ways because of just his personality, but yeah, for um, real. I, a little bit odd that Seb didn't get, and maybe Seb didn't want it that way. Yeah. Like, I, mm-hmm. I, I feel like that might've been a, a request from Seb. Could have been. Um, yeah. You know, what was cool though, is how Checo um, found out about Seb's retirement live when yes. he said, "Oh yeah, Seb has Instagram," and then they play him the video and like that raw emotion. I mean, that, that's what we want, that, right? Yeah, dude. The fact that he was getting interviewed as Seb and that, like <laughs> first gets Instagram because we all know that Seb was not on on the gram, and then well now is, and actually I don't know. Did he like delete it too? He like he got it and then he deleted it. Um, well, no, because his whole thing is that there's another race to win. So if he yeah. deleted it, that would not be very yeah, sustainable. <laughs> um, but I'm yeah, out. Checo finding out. I mean, it was a very raw moment, which sometimes you don't feel that you're getting to see. Um, but speaking of Checo, that brings us to another point that Max made his return to yes, Max made his return to drive to survive and it almost felt like it was begrudgingly so, but also like he had won a championship. So now he's like, well, I won now. So because I won and you, it doesn't matter what criticism you is thrown at me. Um, you know, it just felt kind of like very, it was very Max, Max like, 
You know, it's like you, I didn't like the criticisms that you gave you, 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 you made of me in the previous seasons. So I'm not going to participate, but now that I've won, I don't know. Yeah. I think he, he was just more relaxed also this year because he dominated so much. So yeah, I, it was weird to see him there. I would have preferred to see more Seb and less of Max to be honest, but yeah. We also saw Lewis a lot there. Uh, Lewis is also much more relaxed, not being in the fight for the championship, I feel. Uh, and uh, yeah, also <laughs> Perez, he has the funniest faces. Like he has like some, his facial expressions, like he has such a range and he but, just always looks so awkward or sad or, or a little bit of both. It's, you mean yeah. like when he was doing the modeling bit? Oh, yeah. He's... <laughs> oh, God. Can we talk about the photographer on the modeling bit? Oh, yeah. Come on. Oh, bro. my God. That that was. Yeah, I could have done without that. <laughs> oh, this looks gorgeous or something. I know. Like that. I'm like, mate, you got you to take it easy. Um, How much but... of this was like speaking to the cameras also when like the team, uh, the team principals at the beginning are talking. And I kind of liked the way they painted Christian Horner as the villain. But it also it has really the guy did. like, you're like, oh, you're are, are you just talking shit because there's a camera here? And for once, I will say that I agree with him. Toto is clearly putting on a show for Netflix. And Toto looks, I think, this is my my thought. I don't know what you think about this as a Merc fan, but Toto looks really weak on that segment. I think it's really early on. Maybe it really, no, I, I, yeah. I have to agree with you. It was it made Cringe. him look very yeah. small. And I was like, it, it, it would have just been better in that scenario when he's bringing up, you know, the, the, the cheating, you know, the supposed um, financial cheating. Um, what was that? I mean, they they spent they they claimed the, the thing was that they overspent something like four hundred thousand uh, dollars in twenty twenty one. Teams were mad at them, and you know, Merck was having a tough year. So, and it, there's definitely still some anger about what happened in in twenty twenty one. Let's be real. Oh yeah, Toto um, even says it. I think at one point. No, and and quite frankly, like there still should be. I mean, it's complete bullshit. I'm still upset about it, and I'm not going to get into it because <laughs> I've moved on. Not clearly not, but um, <laughs> yeah, clearly you've moved yeah. on. Yeah, no, I mean it really tr- it's triggering because it's it's genuinely a decision. I don't know, whatever. Don't need to get into that. But moving <laughs> to what what Toto did, um, yeah, man, I I I it could have could have been better. Um, he he does he have. Could have, a, he could have just he could have just handled that situation a lot better. Yeah, I think so. I think he tried to. He tried to. I I think it kind of whatever he was trying to do there with Netflix kind of failed. But, but just going going back to to Red Bull, I do want to say, um, Checo doesn't seem to get the respect that he deserves at Red Bull, and it, <laughs> it clearly shows, and it, and it also demonstrates just how Red Bull seem to be of of all the teams on the grid have the biggest problem with their number two seat it's kind of it's it's quite incredible um how they mismanage that seat and thinking about what Checo did in Abu Dhabi in 2021 to really help Max win his first title yeah um thinking about the stuff that he did in 2022 to help the team secure constructors he won Monaco I mean yes he was far he's in the early part of the season far behind Max but Checo has helped secure a drivers, two drivers championships and a constructors championship with his skill set. So I'm just saying this going into 2023, the, it just seems that 
there's a lack of respect for Checo, and this goes like underlies a culture problem at Red Bull that makes like really as a, makes me not want to support them as a team. That's my yeah. <laughs> that's my rant for this episode. Yeah, yeah, and you know what? They whenever they say when they start the year saying, "Oh, we don't have a number one driver until you know we see the points." It's all bullshit. You clearly, like Christian Horner says it a few times that Checo is there to help Max. Like that's his role. He says it. And it's it's clear. It's clear. And you know what was really good is um, what I thought was really good is the way Ferrari, we saw like a bit of behind the scenes of Ferrari, right? Um, right. And how, how cohesive that team can be, even if they get kind of pissed at certain decisions, right? Um, but Charles and Carlos, how, I don't know, they just gel well. And this is not just me being a Tifosi and fanboying over it, but they, they look like a more like a tighter unit. And it, I do feel bad for Matteo Binotto watching this because uh, he he clearly cares. And he, I don't know, I think I think there's a lot of political things going on behind the scenes that gave him the boot because they wanted him out anyway. Uh, but I do think that he's playing, he played a huge role in the, uh, you know, Ferrari coming back to the front. And yeah, just want to give him a little bit of uh, credit there. Yeah, I think you're right. And I, I think... I'm a little, I mean, somebody had to be the fall man for last season, quite frankly. Um, and usually it starts at the top. I think there were calls that it, it was demonstrated in the show that he made that, that ultimately, um, that ultimately allowed, I mean, forced Ferrari's hand basically and showed that they might have the car, but they don't have the strategists. Um, <laughs> and <laughs> to see that, you know, maybe it's because, you know, there's just lack of personnel, but Ferrari need to really think about the calls they made last season, this season, and and um, they've got what I think is the most like natural driver lineup on the grid. Um, you can make an argument that maybe Alpine this year has it, but or maybe even Merck uh, with George and, and Lewis. But I do genuinely think Charles and Carlos complement each other the best as far as teams are concerned. And so you need to capitalize on that. And like Ferrari clearly didn't, and they just fucking squandered what was an incredible car, but yeah. what's you know, new. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm not, I'm <laughs> not going to get into that now. I'm going to wait till right. we, right. they, you know, they fail us again this year. Uh, I wanted to bring up one person that, you know, obviously is a huge star of the show. Uh, probably maybe the star of the show, Gunther Steiner. Oh, Gunther. Because I will say that I was a little disappointed in the way that he handled um, the drivers and the way that he speaks out about it, and the way that it, things come out. Uh, I will say that it seems that he's um, he loves to put blame on others, and I'm I'm not sure how how good of a leader he is. Really, um, mm. he was very harsh and clearly um not a very supportive environment there for mick and obviously i am a schumacher fan oh my god but he i don't it know cost he, the team so much money yeah fair enough uh and a team that really can't afford it and like especially let's think about what happened earlier in the season when they lost their driver and you know not to say that we wanted nikita mazepin to stay in the sport i can't believe i just said his name out loud but um you know and they lost well, actually, let me play. There's one of my one of my favorite audio bits from uh, from this season's Drive to Survive. Hold on, oh, there we go. I don't need any of this fucking hell, yeah. 
No more Russians. I'm done with Russians until I go from this planet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah and then he so says good. gonna fix it because uh, yeah. i actually had that written down that was my fa- one of my favorite quotes of <laughs> like you know dealt the hand with nikita mazepin um had to go out and find a new title sponsor um you know nick mick obviously brings the name to the team but i think he's he, mick didn't wasn't given any favors to have k mag brought back to the team um, it didn't didn't make him look great, and then I mean he binned the car a lot of times. And like, let's think about that Monaco crash where he split the car in half. Yeah, yeah, there were two crashes. He did when, that twice yeah, actually. Yeah, yeah. There's Monaco, and there was also I think it's uh, Saudi. Uh, yeah. But you, but you know what? You know, I'm not saying that he didn't deserve to get the boot. That's you know I, this. If there's one thing that Drive to Survive shows you is that how ruthless this is and no one exemplifies that more than fernando alonso with his you know self-proclaimed i'm the bad guy oh. and honestly i think i like the guy even more after this season <laughs> that that was interesting definitely in my top three actually no, that was my favorite moment of the of the year well it's kind of funny that like everybody was not shocked that fernando just ditched alpine and he was such a dickhead to them too at the end of the season like that last moment when he's like on stage with with uh, with Ocon, oh. and he's just like yes, and hopefully moving to a, to a better car next season. I I love it. I think it's good banter. <laughs> I want more of that. Esteban has literally no idea what to do. He's yeah. like, get the fuck out of here, dude. Yeah. He's a little <laughs> awkward, right? Well, yeah, always. But, um, no, man. I mean, overall, I I I enjoyed this season. Um, you know, I think. Just one other thing, like I don't think Yuki Sonoda needed an entire episode. Um, uh, I think the questions about Yuki definitely still stand, but whether it needed a you know the whole back and forth with him, um, you know, but he's still in the sport, and we've got a race coming up this weekend, and that- we've got twenty twenty three the 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 twenty twenty three F one championship. That's right. Just like uh, Drive to Survive, you know, teased us in the end there with, you know, Logan Sargent coming up, uh, uh, Nick DeFries. Um, yep. We'll be, we're also, uh, you know, we're also getting geared up for a 2023 season. Uh, so, and we will be getting into testing and our predictions. Yeah, we're going to, we're, we're going back to back this week on episodes. So um, it's a quick week. It's a fast week. Normal, you know, this is racing, baby. But um, yeah, let's uh, say thank you to the Drive to Survive team. It was a fun watch. It entertained me this weekend, but I'm ready for 2023, baby. That's right. That's right. Let's uh, So make sure to follow us on Instagram. Um, we'll be very active this year. Can't wait to hear what you think. And uh, yeah, stay tuned for the next episode. Next episode.